everybody. My name is Shauna, and this is the American English Podcast. My goal here is to teach you the English spoken in the United States. Through common expressions, pronunciation tips, and interesting cultural snippets or stories, I hope to keep this fun, useful, and interesting. Let's do it. Hi, everyone. Today, we have a special guest on the show. His name is Charlie Baxter. And he is an ESL teacher from Surrey, England. Hi, Charlie. <laughs> Hello, lovely to be here. Very nice uh, pronunciation of the county. Yes, Surrey. Yeah, I know it from uh, The Holiday, right? That's the film that Surrey is in. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, that's where they're filmed. Yeah, exactly Great. that. Yeah, it's very beautiful. Um, so how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm actually uh, currently residing in Sydney, Australia. So I've, um, yeah, I've, I've run away from my home nation, largely due to the weather, but I will be going back there in a couple of years, probably. Gotcha. And permanently? Permanently there. Mm, I don't know. I think for the next five years after that, we'll, we'll be in the UK, but we'll see. We'll see if um, the weather makes me want to run away again. <laughs> All right. And so that would be with your girlfriend, right? I remember you mentioning the last time we spoke that you have a girlfriend who's there with you in Australia, right? That's right. Yeah, I managed to drag her over here with me. It didn't take too much convincing, but uh, I'm in the bad books with her mother, uh, my mother-in-law to be at the moment. Oh, okay. So she stayed in Surrey. Is your girlfriend from Surrey as well? Uh, she's actually in a place near Wales. Near Wales. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Called Hereford. Okay. Well, um, Charlie has a YouTube channel called Real English with Real Teachers. He recently launched a podcast called The British English Podcast, uh, where he talks about British English, of course, and the language and culture of Britain. Is that right? That's good. Yes, yeah. spot on. I don't need to add anything. Very nice work. And um, I just want to clarify for the audience that might be listening. When you say British English or Britain, do you mean Great Britain? Um, the British Isles. Yeah, yeah, I could say Great Britain. I mean, I would say that the culture expands over to Northern Ireland as well. So it'd kind of be the UK. But no, they've got they've got very different traditions and cultures as well but yeah you could separate Scotland England and Wales in their in their own identity of course but yeah when I say Great Britain I kind of mean the the culture around around the UK gotcha yeah okay yeah. so will you be discussing all of those different places in your podcast so England Scotland Wales Northern Ireland and it's a good idea. I will yeah. be now. I will be now. Yeah, no, I will be. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about baking. Americans love competitive cooking shows. We watch Master Chef, Chopped, Top Chef, Cutthroat Kitchen. But when it comes to the top baking show in the US, it's definitely the Great British Bake Off. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. And that was formerly known as the Great British Baking Show, which I accidentally call it that all the time. This Great British Bake Off is not catching on for some reason in my head. Uh, <laughs> but recently it aired. It aired on Channel 4 in Britain uh, just about a month ago or just a few weeks ago. And 
10.4 million people sat down to watch it. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So that record hasn't been broken uh, since 1985. So the show is very popular in Britain. Do you watch it? <laughs> You'll hate me, but no, I don't. No. <laughs> I don't watch it. I'm not one of those millions of okay. people. I know loads of people do, mm-hmm. and I have conversations with them um, about it, but I can't really add much okay. to that conversation. I'm just a good listener when it comes to baking. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> I think just the fact that you are British, you grew up in the country. I mean, you did grow up in Britain, right? I did. I had 25 years of it. Yes. All right. So I think that will definitely be good enough for the topic that we have today. So um, many Americans watch this show too. Most Americans I've spoken to prefer watching the British baking show over American cooking shows. It is competitive, but it doesn't seem as competitive because there's not a grand prize the main winner wins a cake platter that says winner or something on it or like Brit- Great Brit- British Bake Off. And so there's not a money reward, which I think allows people to be closer friends while they're competing. And they're very friendly. I don't know what it is. It just seems like everybody inside of the tent where the event is hosted uh, become BFFs and they go off and are friends after the show is over. So it's a lighter feeling when you're watching <laughs> right yeah. okay well generally I would say if if you're a baker you you've got to have patience you've got to have mm-hmm. quite a few positive characteristics yeah to to bake well and maybe that overlaps with with befriending someone I don't know but also interesting that you say mm-hmm. that um, in America most of the competitions have a monetary reward right. so is that is that the case throughout all of television like it's weird to not have that yes it is very weird to not have that and I I actually really like that I can see it playing a role in the friendliness of the competitors yeah I don't know Mm. yeah yeah well it might be something to do with like we have the notion of it's the taking part that counts Mm -hmm. like just as long as you take part in the activity that's the good thing Whereas I think the culture with you guys is you better win or there's no point in attending. No, it's a it's a weird moment where the competitor that loses doesn't walk off crying like in the American version where, the, you know, the judge is kind of laughing at them. And uh, no, it just seems like an, a positive way to end each episode. If OK, yeah, that's good. That's definitely a positive out of that. For you guys, though, the positive of that is that you get amazing sportsmen out of it and olympians because for us it's like oh well done you came fifth that's exactly (laughs) what we want well done that's that's interesting too yeah i hadn't thought about that the competitiveness Hmm. yeah so today i actually have a multitude of questions that i'd like to ask charlie about the differences between american and british english vocabulary when it comes to baking the first time i watched the show the very first episode, I remember thinking, I don't understand half of the things they're talking about when it comes to baking. And Uh, of course, talk about British desserts, because we have Charlie here, and I'm hoping that you eat dessert (laughs) to answer. I do. I don't watch Bake Off, but I do eat 
lots and lots of desserts or puddings. Okay, puddings. That was one of the things I wanted to ask you about. <laughs> Pudding is refers to all desserts, right? In Britain. Yeah, yeah. You can you can exchange dessert for pudding in the same sentence. Yeah. What are you having for pudding? Oh, can't wait for pudding. Okay. Means dessert. Yeah. All right. And just so you guys are aware, in American English, pudding is a custard-like dessert that's made of milk, sugar, and flavoring. So it can be chocolate, butterscotch, rice pudding. You know, it's an after-dinner treat. But also, actually, in Britain, you have blood sausage pudding, right? Or blood? So <laughs> maybe not. Uh, this see, this is what. I... No, no, no. No. Yeah, um, is that the full? Is that the actual name? I thought there's something else. Blood. Is it just called blood pudding? Oh, I don't know. No, there's, there's a there's a black pudding. Black, black pudding. pudding. Okay. Black pudding. Yes, that's disgusting. In in its description, it is quite tasty. But it's definitely not as a dessert. Okay, so pudding doesn't necessarily only need to be for desserts, right? So it can be for like a a savory pie, like a yeah, shepherd's pie. You're right. Or... Yeah, you're right. You've, we've got Yorkshire puddings. Um, yeah, that, that's true. But if you say it on its own, what are you having for pudding? They won't assume that you're having black pudding or Yorkshire okay. pudding. They're, they're thinking, are you going to have a cheesecake, donut, whatever? Okay, yeah. gotcha. To start off with, I'd like to talk about desserts that are eaten on specific holidays. In the United States, we have various holidays where a specific dessert is eaten. So, for example, on the 4th of July, we have an apple pie, hot apple pie with ice cream a la mode. That's very common. Or on Thanksgiving, which falls the fourth Thursday in November, we always have a pumpkin pie. We might eat a pecan pie. Um, on Christmas, there's always you know Christmas desserts, Christmas cookies. And so I'm curious, in Britain, do you have these sort of holiday-specific desserts that? Not you off eat? the top of my head. No, no, I don't. I can't recall a specific pudding. We're kind of taking on your Americanisms. Uh, pancake Day in my lifetime has always been present. So oh. we'll always have Pancake Day. But it's very different to your pancakes or my family had. It's more like a crepe. Uh -huh. But you put sugar on it. So it's, it's quite sweet. Yeah. What else? Yeah. I mean, foods related to holidays. I mean, we, we say holiday meaning a vacation. Okay. So Yeah, a, a specific religious holiday day, like mm -hmm. Easter. We'd have Easter eggs, obviously. Mm -hmm. Christmas, there's loads of different foods that we could get into. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, we don't have Thanksgiving, so we don't have any, any food for that. Yeah, I, I don't think we have too many allocated okay. desserts for this. Maybe it's, it's similar to um, how you guys like to dress up a lot with all of these celebrations You do fancy dress or or costume? How do you call fancy dress? Uh, costumes, fancy. Yeah, dress. costumes. Yeah, no. This, this is a cultural difference, isn't it? <laughs> fancy dress for you. I remember when I said it to American, they thought like it was like sexy lingerie or something. Like I just imagined, I just imagined you in a dress, <laughs> so <laughs> a fancy dress. Uh, so that's a costume. Um, oh, a fancy dress. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I have been in a fancy dress before, but no, a um. 
Yeah, generally speaking, fancy dress means wearing costumes like in Halloween. Kind of thing. I see. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we do like to dress up all the time. That is that is something that's part of our culture. <laughs> yeah, and maybe you you like to associate lots of things to those days and and make it a special thing. Oh, definitely. I mean. In fall, we have pumpkin spice. It's just, I mean, it's a mixture of, I think there's cloves, nutmeg, and ginger in pumpkin spice, but you'll find it in everything. There's candles that smell like it. There's pumpkin spice lattes. It's just everywhere. And actually, that smell is reminiscent of my childhood. I smell it, and it makes me nostalgic. So I don't know. Lovely. That's probably maybe not as common in Britain. I'm assuming you guys have... Nice pumpkins you carve on Halloween and ha- set out on the table and in November, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do have the, the pumpkin kind of tradition. We don't have pumpkin farms that we go to, though. When I lived out in Ohio for a bit, mm-hmm. I remember it was quite a nice event to go to the farm and pick, pick your pumpkin. Yeah, the pumpkin patch. I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that, was, that was foreign to me. So okay. it's, it's not a done thing. We do do the Christmas tree, picking the Christmas tree like mm-hmm. you guys, but we don't pick our pumpkins necessarily. So, but you do yeah. have a specific time where you have specific nice desserts, right? Tea time is something that's, it's, it's just from England and Britain, right? Or does it exist elsewhere? Do you know? <laughs> I'm sure it's, it's spread throughout the whole of the UK, but traditionally, mm-hmm. yeah, it's England. Um, scones at tea time. Scones. A bit of whipped cream and uh and jam on top yeah Mm. and your tea with it is that something that you do on a daily basis not for me not for me i yeah i i will disappoint you i prefer coffee over tea Ooh. yeah so whenever someone says (laughs) do you want to put the kettle on i'm like i'd rather not i'd rather have a good flat white or a cappuccino please which doesn't go down well. It doesn't go down well. So how do they react to that if you're in a tea room and you order a cup of coffee? Can you do that? They, they'll, they'll have coffee in a tea room. It isn't that common to go to a tea room in the UK. The cafes, oh. generally speaking, are, you know, ever present nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a nice thing like a, a nostalgic thing to do to go to a tea room it's kind of playing up to our stereotype and and we would put on a fancy dress okay. <laughs> and uh we would enjoy the tea pretending like we're the queen or something okay so and by that when you say fancy dress in that context do you mean it just nice clothing yeah, I was yeah, I was joking. Okay. Yeah, so we would put on nice clothes. We would put on nice clothes. Okay. Yeah. And so actually when you do like say for example you're having tea with your friends and family, would you get one of those three-tiered trays to put finger sandwiches on and like specialty desserts and things like that? Is, that, is that just that something is, that I watched? Is, no, that's that's still done. Yeah, we okay. do do that. We like that. Uh, my sister took a while to cotton on to to that kind of um, Pinterest kind of theme, uh-huh. but once she once she got that tiered cake thing, cake stand uh-huh. or sandwich tray, yeah, it's um it's a thing in our family and certainly my girlfriend's family they would do that kind of thing. That's so nice. Yeah, that's something that I saw. Actually, watched. <laughs> a lot of YouTube videos before we got on this call just because I wanted to 
get a better idea of what tea culture is like, um, what tea time okay. is like. And so I looked at that and thought, gosh, I really need to get one of those at my house because it truly does make any sort of environment and food, I mean, social eating situation so much more nice. I mean, it's just nicer. Yeah, it's quite elegant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it makes I you like feel it. sophisticated. The other thing I noticed, actually, uh, I, I was spending time with an Australian over the weekend and she said do you want a cup of tea and I, I did actually want one then mm -hmm. so I said yes and she felt the pressure she felt the pressure of making a good cuppa for a British person and I actually enjoyed that because I've always had the opposite of like British people not knowing how to cook for Italian people or French people or Spanish and and so this kind of moment I was like oh this is quite nice we're putting the pressure on this Australian wow. to, to create a good tea. So did she use tea bags or like did she actually use the loose leaf tea? Because is it like she a didn't faux go pas? to that extent. Sorry? Uh, it's, no, it, she didn't go to that extent. Mm -hmm. that, would be, that would be top marks mm -hmm. if she did use uh, tea leaves mm -hmm. and uh, a strainer. But no, tea bags are usually acceptable in most okay. uh, households. But yeah, it's just the ratio of um, of how long you put the tea bag in for. Uh, maybe warm the pot if you feel like you want to be extra careful with it, uh, or warm the mug maybe. Mm -hmm. And then um, yeah, the the ratio of the milk is very important. Okay, so the the host would do that for you. They would put the milk. Yes. in? Yes. Okay. Yes. And you just yes. say if you were at a restaurant, would you just say milk and cream? Uh, at a restaurant, don't really have cups of tea in a cafe you'd say i'll i'd take it with two sugars if if you like it very sweet i personally just like a, a bit of milk so i'd say just a splash of milk or an, an a normal way of saying it in a household you would say just as it comes as it comes very please. nice like that yeah. like that and do you put what is it called clotted clotted cream, cream? yeah clotted cream is that something that you would also add to tea or is that only for scones or how did you pronounce it scones we say scones 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 okay yes. we say but scones in yes, american english but i think it's something entirely different yeah <laughs> i believe so yeah yeah um so yes clotted cream i only really know that goes well with scones but i wouldn't put it past a brit to try and put it in a tea uh, that does seem weird to me but yeah I don't know. Everything. I get really heavy. <laughs> you might yeah. start chewing your tea. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was new for me, though. Clotted cream. We don't have that here, as I'm sure okay. you know from being in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. 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 We kept going to the British Isle, though, in the supermarket and kept getting a bit, a bit disappointed. But, you know, we've got yeah. to embrace different cultures. <laughs> Let's move on to the next thing I'd like to do. I want to figure out what differences there are between British and American dessert terms. Today, I was actually reading a New York Times article that is sort of a guide to help Americans understand the British Bake Off. And it had a great paragraph in here. And I was wondering, Charlie, would you be willing to read this? I can't get the pronunciation correct. So you're pronunciation of the British terms is going to be much better than mine. Certainly, certainly. Yeah, that, that's an interesting idea to, to be able to explain the Great British Bake Off to Americans. Yeah, fantastic idea. Yeah. Okay, so uh, do you want me to read 
just the British word and then you say, is that? Sure, or, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so stodgy. Is bad. Scrummy. Is good. Gutted. Is bad. But I, I just want to pull that one up. Gutted, yeah. I would say like if you've, if you've done a bad job of the baking, you might okay. be gutted that you lost the competition. Uh, okay, so you feel really bad. You're like yeah. devastated. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's not, I don't think it's a food related gutted. The food okay. isn't, the food can't be gutted. I don't, I'm pretty certain on that. Yeah. Okay, so you feel, you are gutted. Like yes. you feel gutted. Yeah. Okay, good. Next one, cling film. Is plastic wrap or saran wrap. Yeah, saran wrap. And I just want to add aluminium foil is. Aluminum foil. <laughs> caster sugar. Is super fine sugar or Ooh. baker's sugar. Okay. Icing sugar. Is powdered sugar. Corn flour. Is cornstarch. Didn't know that one. Pudding. Is dessert. Custard. Is pudding. Kind of. You said a nice explanation about it being a it, it being kind of like that, didn't you? Custard-like, yeah. Yeah, custard-like, mm -hmm. yeah. And then the next one, proving. What's this? Okay. Honestly, I do not use this word at all. They have the American version as proofing, but it's when you let a dough rise because you've added yeast to it or... Yeah, you're letting it prove. But at the same time, here, I would just say I'm letting it rise. I think I would say the same. I'm not a particularly active baker, but uh, I, I did actually ask Stacy that one, and she uh -huh. didn't know it either, and she bakes a little bit. So, yeah, okay. we would probably say the same as you. All right. Next one, plaiting. Is braiding. Is so in your hair? No, so they actually braid um, some of the pastries that they make. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it gets this very nice, sometimes they'll add like cinnamon to it or chocolate. And so you get this very nice overlap of the um, pastry dough. It's very Ooh, pretty. Very nice. Mm -hmm. um, biscuits. Our cookies. Mm -hmm. Scones. Our biscuits. Yeah. Um, and then baps. Our bread rolls, or all, but also breasts, how we learned. Yeah, very good. Sultanas. Our raisins. We also have raisins. I wonder if it's a different size. But yeah, I would, I would say raisins. Okay. Are they golden raisins? The golden ones? Maybe? No. They can be, but okay. both colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some nuts and raisins on my granola yeah raisins mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. but yeah sultanas also exist uh bake is a noun ah uh, yes they always say that on the show they always say oh i had a great bake like you know and i go wait but like for me you baked well <laughs> it's a verb for me and so yes. it's funny to hear them talk about their bakes the things that they created on us on a given day yes yes that's true yeah gonna go home and have a bake yeah. yeah. One other thing that I noticed when they're when they win, so they're not gutted because they lose, they say they're chuffed. And that's a term that I've never heard in my life. What does it mean to be chuffed? Does that, it means, is that common? It means pleased, okay. slight 
maybe a slight association with smug. Uh, But pleased with yourself. Pleased or happy with yourself. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. It's a very British word, though. It is. Yeah. I'm so chuffed. Yeah. So chuffed. I like that. I'll maybe add that to my vocabulary. (laughs) Yeah. Get a few glances. I hope you enjoyed the first part of our conversation about tea time and dessert adjectives. As you can probably tell from this episode, I was not too familiar with traditional British tea time. I would say that in the United States, coffee culture is embraced a little bit more than tea culture. Afternoon tea with a scone covered in clotted cream and jam is something that we might think of when we think of British tea time. Whereas in the United States, we might opt for a latte with a pastry, perhaps a bear claw, an almond croissant, you know, to each his own. I can't say I wouldn't mind having a three-tiered tray of finger sandwiches and desserts every afternoon around three. Um, That would be pretty nice. Through our conversation, you probably also noticed how confused I was about some of the terms that Charlie used. I think that this episode is a great reminder that there are quite a few differences in terms of vocabulary between British and American English. I hope you have a sweet tooth as much as I did and enjoyed that episode as much as me. There will be another episode with Charlie in the very near future when we talk about some British desserts and some American desserts. So stay tuned for that. Hope you have a nice day. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the American English Podcast. Remember, it's my goal here to not only help you improve your listening comprehension, but to show you how to speak like someone from the States. If you want to receive the full transcript for this episode, or you just want to support this podcast, make sure to sign up to premium content on AmericanEnglishPodcast.com. Thanks and hope to see you soon.